you know what, Jen? I don't think I've ever looked better in my life. I think I'm I'm at the peak of my physical prowess. I think you are. At the moment. And yeah. I would love to share that with people. I'd love people to be able to see me in the flesh. Just it's to... selfish to keep this. <laughs> it is. This amount of radiance needs to be shared. So I thought what I would do is invite people along to see me in real life. To be in the same room at the Museum of Comedy. At the Museum of Comedy, because comedy is what I do <laughs> most of the time. <laughs> and you belong in a museum. No, oh, no. No, no, no. It was How rude. My self-esteem had climbed and now it's back down on the floor. But no, I um, love the Museum of Comedy and I'm going to go there and I'm going to take my raw magnetism with me uh, on Wednesday the 24th of April. Can I come too? You can. Just try not to sort of detract from my glow, you know. Okay. Uh, we are going to have the magnificent Jenny Ryan, a magnificent guest, Ooh. TBA. Wednesday the 24th of April, put it in your diaries, bring your sunglasses because I am shining. Yeah, get your tickets now. The link is in our social media or from the music. Museum of Comedy website. Oh, please do come. Jen's all right as well. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. What's your name? Jenny Ryan. Correct. What's my name? Lucy Porter. Correct. What are we doing? We're making a podcast all about quizzing. Correct. What's it called? Fingers on buzzers. Correct. Well, hi, and welcome to another episode of Fingers on Buzzers. Smooth as. Quite smooth. Quite smooth. Yeah, yeah we're back. And we have a brilliant guest for you today. Yeah. Somebody will tell us about how to get the wrong answer out of your contestants yeah she's unusual isn't it it is and it's a it's a very good skill set because you you not everybody wants the correct answer right away we'll leave you thinking about that mm. Mm. what situation what kind of... might you want a wrong answer yeah mm. and also there is a welsh theme to our guest <laughs> Oh, is it Michael Sheen again? Oh, it's oh, not it's Michael not. Sheen again. Oh. It is not. He's a, a lovely Welshman, though. There's, is there any other type? No. No. So do you want me to warm you up quickly with oh, yes. a little... What I've done is some anagrams of places in Wales. Oh, yes, please. It's quite random, but okay. why not? Just towns and cities or, or locations? There's counties, <gasps> towns and cities. Wow, okay. Film handover. <laughs> Film handover, or handover film, if you were at a checkpoint. Handover film. Um, if you were at a checkpoint to get into Wales. Milford Haven. It is Milford yeah. Haven. Well done. Okay. Arcading. Yes, please. I'd love to go arcading in this place. Yes, mm. please. Oh, a bit of arcading. Ooh. It's just arcading. That's the arcading. One. Arcading. I mean... I'm going arcading and I'm going to I'm going to be a bit chilly when I'm arcading. Cardigan. Yeah, I will need a cardigan. Oh. Thanks, Jen. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of espionage chat going on in Wales at the moment. There's a lot of spy natter. <laughs> no, you didn't think that there were many Welsh spies, but there are loads. Are there, apparently. Are, is is there, is there a new MI5 headquarters in Prestatyn? Yes, that's exactly where it is. Where else would you put it? It is Prestatyn. Do you know where I'm having a bit of trouble in my eye glands? Your eye glands. glands. Yeah. Your eye glands. I don't even know if an eye glands is a thing. It's not a gland. Ooh, it's a glands. Wow. Is glands 
Well, you've got you've got two eyes though, so okay, yeah. You'd have a gland, a gland, a gland, a gland, eye glands, eye glands. Um. Oh wow. Where does Kiri live? Anglesey. Yeah. Okay. That's all I'm gonna think. I've put one down here, and I can't actually remember what it is. So we'll discover this together. Okay, let's try and work it out. I can do this. Oh, do you know when I go to Wales, one of the things I love most is the pubs. Said no one ever, but uh, <laughs> no, there's some good ones in Cardiff. There are some, there are some good pubs in Wales, there but it's not one. Of, it's not one of my top five it's attractions. Not renowned for its pubs. Um, so when I go there, I don't get completely hammered. I just get part blotto. Oh, I do remember. Of course, I know what it is now. Of course, now I say it out loud. I know what it is. Part blotto. I just get part blotto. Part blotto. With my uh, with a very good friend of the shows. Portalbert. Yes. Yeah. With Michael Sheen. Oh, I bet out. there are some good pubs in Portalbert. I bet there probably are, aren't there? In yeah. Fact, yeah, I think I've probably been in some, but I just don't remember because <laughs> I got more than part blotto, turns out. Um, I'll give you a county, a historic county. Um, mm. uh, what they loved here in Wales is a Berkshire poem. Pembrokeshire. Yes, there you go. Oh, that was, that was fun. Just to ease us into working out anagrams in my head is not one of my favourite things to do. I like I like things written out. I'm yes. very I'm very analog. Oh, you. I yeah. like things written left to right. I know. I like to doing anagrams. I like to write them out. Yeah. You know, I, I can't do it on. It's like countdown. Can't do it unless I write. If I write it down, yeah, then absolutely fine. Very, very similar. Very yeah. similar. Yeah. Uh, well, I hope the listeners enjoyed it more than you did. Uh, but it <laughs> oh, was. I enjoyed it. There it was were, a nice way to. Ease I like us. the theme. Yeah, nice Welsh theme. It was a good way to ease us into well teasing again our guest. It was the fabulous Gareth Gwynn. but we don't want to talk to him just yet because first of all we're going to do our feature. Something old, something new. Or was no. it something new, something old? I can't remember which, which way. Something old, something new. Something old, yeah, something but new. But nothing borrowed and nothing blue. Bit of blue <laughs> for the dads. <laughs> something old, something new. I wanted to talk to you about a show that I have enjoyed. It's newish. It's not that new. It's Sitting on a Fortune, ITV, yes. Gary Lineker. Have you seen it, Jeff? I have seen it. Yes. Yeah. Well, let's discuss. Firstly, the host. Mm-hmm. I bring you to the host first because Gary Lineker... Give me feelings, uh, Jen. I'm having feelings. Give me feelings about Sergazzle. S- and I've never, when he was in his footballing pomp, never no. had any interest. Now he's a middle-aged quiz show host. Yeah. Oh, I, th- I think he's he's grown into himself, really, hasn't he? He could grow into me. I'll tell you that. <laughs> um, oh, oh no, he's, he's, a, he's a he's a he's a pillar of the community. Mm-hmm. He's a national treasure. To I mean. Some some political persuasions don't believe so. Yes, he's not universally liked in that way, but, uh, but, but he's, he's a good broadcaster. He's a great broadcaster. He's I think he's one of the best, mm-hmm. especially sports broadcasting. He's, yeah, he's well up there. But he's turned his hand to the quiz show. As you say, he's grown into himself. He's very comfortable with himself and he never looks like he's sort of putting anything on. Do you know what yeah. I mean? He's just like, he's chatting to people. It's all very nice. Mm. He's not... He's not selling it. He's not reaching. He's not yes. going too far. He's not going over the top. Yeah. He's engaging with people mm. and keeping the format going, which is what, what what it's there for. That's what his role is. Well, because I'll be honest, the format, the first time I saw it, completely baffled me. Mm. There's just people... So the, for those of you who haven't seen it, you've got a line of chairs, like a sort of... It looks like an airport, doesn't it? <laughs> I mean, it's ridiculous. It's like you're in an airport... Um, and the money chair is the front chair. So yeah, the top and of the queue, yeah. You want to be yeah. sitting in that chair at crucial points in the show. But the first time I watched it, I was like, I have no idea yeah. when that point is. Or And now I've watched it a bit more and I've started to understand it. Mm. Um, and it, what is quite good about it is that there is actual tactics in... You can choose which chair you sit on at points in the show mm. and it can really affect to line up where you might be. Yeah. It's it is it's musical chairs. It is. <laughs> but quizzical chairs. Quizzical chairs. Why didn't they call it that? Should have called it quizzical chairs. Should have called it should have had a co host, me. All of the things they should have done. But <laughs> never mind. Never mind. You know, they've they've done what they have done. And yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, but I what I like about it as well as Gary Lineker. Um, what I, what I like, oh, is he a new Ken Bruce? He might be. Although we will talk about Popmaster the TV show at some point because I'm enjoying that as well. Yes. What I 
do like about it is that you get to know the contestants as you're hearing questions mm. rather than it all being one bunch at the top yeah. of oh what do you do and where are you from and all that and it is nice contestant chat and the questions are good level of hardness you get some multiple choice there is quite a lot of variety but there are some questions i think are a lot harder than others right variable is it is that a bad thing is it inconsistency you can't predict what's I mean, coming up know. It, just sometimes my inherent sense of fairness feels slightly mm. um you know assaulted by the fact that somebody got a question about frozen somebody else got a question about something that i would consider hard yeah. than that. but then that is the nature of quiz isn't it i suppose so but it is worth a watch, I would say. Shall I give you some sample questions? Oh, yes, please. So again, for anyone who hasn't seen it, here's a question about Disney, funnily enough. So what was the first original Disney song to reach number one in the UK? Was it A Whole New World, no. Circle of Life, no. Let It Go, no. or We Don't Talk About Bruno? Yes. Yeah, you yeah. were straight in with that. They got that wrong on the show. It's because um, they were playing it on Radio 2 a lot. Yes, they did, didn't yeah. they? Whereas you never Kembr- really At first heard. time I heard it, Cambry's played it. The power of that man. Yes. The things he can do. Who was the 2021 BBC Sports Personality of the Year? 2021 BBC Sports Personality of the Year. I can give you options. Yes, please. Lewis Hamilton, Emma Raducanu, Tom Daly or Sarah Story? Um, is it Raducanu? It was Raducanu. Yeah, I've been very the much year her year. Yeah. Well, the year she won. The uh, yeah. American Open. She's not had the, the most success since then, but she's still just a babby, so keep an exactly. eye on that. Exactly. She'll, she'll get back up there. It'll be a brilliant story. When stating every Prime Minister needs a willy... <laughs> Who was Margaret Thatcher referring to? Was it William Hague, Bill Clinton, William Golding or William Whitelaw? It was Willie Whitelaw, it wasn't was it? It was Willie yeah. Whitelaw. Again, none of these so far have been got correctly on the show. Really? Yeah. So wow. it, what is quite good, because you need to get in the first round, I have worked it out now, you need to get three. <laughs> there you need, need to, be to stop being distracted by answers. Sir Gary Lineker. No, but his eyes twinkle. So when there's the third correct answer to a question comes up, if you're in the money chair, then you go through. If you're in the money chair, you get the third correct answer. So at this point, nobody's gone through. New Holland is a historical name of which country? Is it Australia, Canada, New Zealand or the USA? Um, yeah, so I'm glad is it I the USA. Didn't. Because it no. had New Amsterdam, no? No, it was Australia. But I... You, well, Tasman, yeah. Yeah, there Abel you go. Tasman, yeah. I wouldn't have got that right, but they did get it right. Wow. The name of which dish means grilled meat? Tandoori, goulash, tikka, kebab. Yeah, again, they're, see, they're quite, they're good mm, yeah. questions, aren't they? Kebab? Yes, it is kebab, you're yeah. right. And then I'll give you one more. Which of these clothing sizes is not a Roman numeral? S, M, L or XL? S. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Pretty that's good. a fun one, though. Yeah. yeah. So those are some sample questions that you might get on. They're, they're quite a good standard. I think they're and, and I like I like having multiple choice ones if it's a Saturday night game show like that because it means all the family can discuss. Yes, you can have yes. a little chat. You know, whoever's with you, you can. Uh, you, everyone's going to have got one of those as well. Whoever's there sitting yeah. with you, and yeah. it's quite nice as well because in terms of the gameplay, it does allow the contestants to like they think out loud because nobody else is coming for that question so Mm. they can feel free to discuss it out loud and then the other contestants can say yeah i think they're wrong no i think they're right or yeah it's quite it just builds your understanding of the players and their techniques and stuff so it's good Ah. so i thought well let's look at something old and i thought well let's go for another chair based (laughs) a chair based seating based quizzes seated quizzing is the only way to do it as far as i'm concerned i'd love a sit down so the chair the chair now do you remember this one i vaguely remember the chair 2011 it was such a huge thing the chair was an international... Oh, no, 2011, what I'm doing. 2002, yes. the chair. And if you remember, it was a global phenomenon. People yes. were so excited it about was, the It show. was sweeping around the world. Yeah. It was, when are we getting it here? Come on. Yes. Yeah. And it happened very quickly. So I think it was the same year. Mm. It, big hit in America, John McEnroe yep. hosting. And we poached him. We got him. We got him. We got him. We got the McEnroe. Um, and I vaguely remember at the time... <gasps> I, I, I do remember watching it because mm. it, it's it's got that hook, hasn't it? It's unlike anything else. That's why people were talking about it. And it had that early noughties thing of an element of cruelty. Yes. Which we loved back then. Oh, we were we were horrible in the early two we thousands as a as a, as a society. Disgusting. We just people. liked stitching each other up and seeing other it's people. Like we've got through the millennium bug. Let's all turn on each other now. Yeah. Yeah. It was 
an era of but in some ways that was nice and it will come back that yes. kind of edgy we were, you know we had a lot of a lot of stuff to take out on other people yeah rather than you know yeah it's celebrating a, it's it was, it was all a bit now. cool britannia and then suddenly nope yeah, yeah. <laughs> no i hate you all <laughs> nobody else will win the money if yeah. i can't take this money home nobody can shafted uh <laughs> <laughs> The ultimate example. We're going to do a whole show on Shafted one day. We really yeah. are. We've got to. But I just thought I would remind you. So the chair, for those who don't remember, John McEnroe hosted and people sat in basically a dentist chair and they would be asked questions. They would be hooked up to a heart rate monitor. Yeah, electrodes, the lot. Yeah. It was like they were in some crazy futuristic lab with a tennis player shouting at them for some reason. And then they would have to ensure their heart rate didn't go above a certain amount. Yeah. Otherwise they'd lose money and they would be like, things would be thrown at them or fireworks would explode around their heads. And I mean, it all sounds quite nuts now, doesn't it? Absolutely. But what a spectacle. It was, it was. A lot of money was spent on pyrotechnics. It kept the pyrotechnics industry <laughs> in work for a bit. So uh, do go and check that out if you haven't seen it before. I'll just give you a couple of little mm -hmm. Oh, do questions. I have to like lie back and, and yeah. try, I tell you not, what, try Amanda, not to panic? Just throw things oh, at her while can, she's trying. I'll, I'll, I'll turn my Fitbit Get on. Get your Fitbit on and Amanda so will look. harass you as ha you are. Okay, I'm looking at my heart. These are questions from the American. I'm already panicking. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what are you up to now? I'm, I'm at 81 beats oh, per minute. Oh, gosh, okay. Yeah. Although, actually, tactically, that was quite a good thing mm. on the show because... Although it does have your resting heart rate oh. on there. So okay. it's, that's above my usual resting heart rate. Okay, good. So, We've already okay. got you riled. Excellent. <laughs> yeah, oh, so <laughs> I'm going to ask you doing? questions. Amanda's going to be ripping paper <laughs> and throwing it at you in the background. So, dingo, kangaroo, koala, wallaby. Australia. Name the TV uh, captain played uh, by Bob Keeshan. So it's one of those words will be your Captain Kangaroo. Captain Kangaroo, yes. All your base belong. Uh, to me. Last word uh. of the US Pledge of Allegiance. Which one of those is the last word of the US Pledge of Allegiance? All your base belong. Last word of the US Pledge of Allegiance. Ah! No, it was not. It was all. Oh, heart rate is increasing. Uh, probably. Probably is. Dow Jones, NASDAQ, S&P 500, Wilshire 5000. Which of these is an index of exactly 13 lead, 30 leading blue chip stocks? Dow Jones, NASDAQ, S&P 500, Wilshire 5000. NASDAQ. No, uh, it was the Dow Jones uh, and now you die. No, I've exploded. <laughs> Too much, too much excite. So that was a little sample of the high octane excitement <laughs> of you, the you, chair. You say, like, yeah, yeah I, I, my heart rate has gone up a little bit. How has it? Yeah, it was too. It was, it, there was a lot going on. <laughs> In fact, it was quite, it was quite reassuring having paper thrown at me by Amanda. Yeah. It distracted me from the actual stress of answering <laughs> questions correctly. It's so much what you're used to in yeah. our daily life. Yeah. A, I'm just going to check my heart rate. Oh, that is high, but I have been thinking about Gary Lineker. So that's what's going on. Anyway, enough of my latest obsessions. I think it's more than time to bring on our fantastic guest who is an amazing writer, producer, and is going to tell us all about the world of comedy panel shows and quizzing in Wales. It's the brilliant Mr. Gareth Gwynn. Yeah. And what a treat it is for us to be joined by someone I first encountered in the esteemed halls of Radio Light Entertainment at yeah. the BBC. That's right, yeah. Uh, he is a producer, a writer, a talent in so many ways. It is the one and only Mr. Gareth Gwynn. Hello. Hello. Thank you for having me. It's such a pleasure because you are an absolute stalwart of... Uh, Coming up with and working behind the scenes on radio, panel shows and that kind of stuff. Yeah, it was a funny thing that I didn't realise how men, how much of my time has been spent thinking about questions until I was asked to come on this. And then I went, <laughs> oh, I can see why they asked me. Yeah. <laughs> I've not dawned on me. I've, I've worked on panel games. I worked in music radio for a while, both at a time where you were allowed to do quizzes and at a time where you weren't allowed to do quizzes. Oh, because yeah. people have been naughty because with Because people have been naughty, <gasps> so I remember that. But yeah, so uh, uh, thinking back, a lot of my time has been spent working out the mechanics of quizzes it's insidious it's in everybody's lifestyle yeah, <laughs> whether you like it or not can work out how to write the best question yeah answer the best question and i think possibly the odd thing 
if you do it from the the angle I've ended up, which is also is a sort of particularly a radio comedy point of view, because that's what I did for much of my twenties was working radio comedy or radio entertainment. You're not even asking questions so that people get the answer. You're asking questions so that you can have fun getting to mm. the answer, and that's a whole different ball game. Then you don't even want them to give you the answer. You want to have fun with the trip almost yes so yeah i suppose there's a lot of that because we're used to working on quiz shows where essentially you you you're kind of trying to help people towards the mm -hmm. right answer but when you're so let i'll tell you what shall we start let's let's go through your life in quiz okay yeah okay. life in quiz <laughs> <laughs> it's a life in quiz with gareth Gwynn. um so you started out in music radio yeah yes yeah so i worked for uh, the music radio station, Bridge FM, mm -hmm. and then Radio Wales. And I arrived at Radio Wales just as the competition ban started. So talk us through that a bit for our younger listeners. Yeah, yeah. so this was this was 2007's BBC scandal, because mm -hmm. there's one every year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Seems so innocent now, doesn't yeah. it? I can't even remember how it started. It might have started with something happening on ITV with Ant and Deck yes. and a vote. And, but fundamentally, there became a big question over when people were phoning into radio stations, whether that was really helping or not mm. helping the programme. And yes. there were suggestions, the programmes were pre-recorded and they were still punting out for texts and things like that. And yeah. it all got a little bit sticky. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, so the BBC decided to just put a halt on all competitions while they worked out was what the usual bbc response of panic pa yeah it was and it was and radio wales which is where i had literally just started was all their daytime shows had the mystery voice competition yeah and just guess the name of this actor and all these sort of things so it was the lowest of low love but it all got stopped and it was a real problem for some shows more than others and there was one which i did end up Working on later, there was a show on Radio Wales called Chris Needs His Friendly Garden. And it was a late night show on Radio Wales. It's, Chris, Chris sadly died a couple of years ago. It's, it's the hardest show to explain to anyone who hasn't heard it. <laughs> it was a late night show on Radio Wales presented by a man who would, I think, I think this is a fair description, play disco records in between phone calls with the elderly. Now, other things <laughs> wow. happened, but that was at the core what was happening. It's like my dream show. It was, it was incredible. And mm. I produced it for a short while, and that's when I realised that every stand-up comedian or every band that was driving through Wales at the time <laughs> would listen to Chris Needs. Because it was, I don't want to generalise, it was, I answered the phones for a bit, it was generally elderly people who phoned up. Mm. But... It was, um, but everyone listened because it was live and it was peculiar and the music choices were absolutely baffling. <laughs> I was looking up today, I went to Twitter today to look up Chris Needs' name, I haven't done in years, to see people tweeting, you'll never guess what he's played. And I found a tweet <laughs> from Mike Bubbins going, he's just played No Unlimited by Two Unlimited into I've Got a Lovely Bunch of Coconuts. <laughs> And that was, <laughs> and that was, I worked on Chris's show for months. That was absolutely par for the course. But the way that show worked was silly little questions mm. to get people yeah, prompting, prompting in. And it was all very much what was number one when this was in the news and it was that sort of thing. And then the competition band came in and it was, I think Chris was quite touched that his audience just kept phoning in. Like they just phoned in for a chat because the whole point was you call in and go, yeah. I think it's Duran Duran. And then... You, you stick around and you bit. have that chat and it's mm. all that sort of thing. And when they banned the competitions, he, he managed to keep these calls going with just people phoning, going, how are you, Chris? What's going on? And he'd go, oh, my leg hurts. And then they'd give some medical <laughs> advice and we'd have to cut the call because they'd say something went on and stay on air <laughs> more than once. But, um, Unsolicited what? medical advice is always the oh, absolute best. Chris it? was brilliant because the call would come in and it would appear on the screen. He goes, right, watch this. He'll say... He'll give me advice I shouldn't say on air. And he would start the sentence with, tell you what I do, Chris. You want to mash up eight paracetamol? And Chris would go, oh, we've lost oh. that call. <laughs> anyway. So you rode through the... Uh, so the we rode through band. this competition. But what was the, the reason I mentioned this is because I don't know how he did this. Maybe it was because he was on at 10 o'clock and it was very much... Chris needs a show. It was less a show, more a sort of fiefdom, which mm. he controlled. Um... <laughs> 
he managed to come up with this version of a quiz that wasn't a quiz, which was effectively, what colour am I thinking of? <laughs> and it wasn't... <laughs> he called it the Chrissy question. And it wasn't anything that you would be able... It's not a fact. It would be a thing from his life. It would just think things like... What was my favourite book when I was 12? Oh, <laughs> and lovely. people would just phone in with that. And I, 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 again, I was looking online today, like, what was? And the example I found was, when I was eight years old, I tried a competition in the Port Talbot Guardian newspaper, and I won it, but what did I win? But because Great. the BBC was still, like, on eggshells, they still made him write down the answer to the Chrissy question and put it in an envelope wow. and give it to an independent third party. That, that does sound like when you ask a, a, a primary school child to write a quiz, it will all be very subjective things. Yeah, what colour is my cardigan? Yeah. It was exactly Wonderful. that. But I think there was a... I was, there was a certain genius about it. I'd not thought of this until I was on my way in when I was thinking about quizzes and I went, that's definitely the weirdest one <laughs> that I've ever heard. <laughs> but I think there was a genius in it, which was the listeners absolutely loved Chris and they all wanted to be his friend. And mm. it was basically a competition of who's my best. It is like a child, like Aww. who knows me best? <laughs> and that was basically oh, the so quiz. Sweet. <laughs> so, oh. Yeah. Oh, the great radio presenters. This is this the all the stuff at the moment about BBC local radio as well. Yes. Oh, some of the local radio stations. That amazing. was actually, yes. And I've thought that a lot as this local radio thing's happening. Radio Wales being Wales is left out of that local yes. radio debacle. But mm. it does seem I I pre- pre- presented shows on Radio Wales as well, and it's that funny thing of I presented shows in the middle of the day, like 4 till 6 p.m. The most Christmas cards I ever got was when I used to present a show at 5 a.m. on a Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. And I loved that because at 5 a.m. on a Sunday morning, the people listening, they're like, right, it's you and me. There's nothing else <laughs> yeah, in the world. Yes. <laughs> None of us want to be here. Yes. Um, so I used to love that end of it. And I think uh, that Christmas was the ultimate example of, I think, that listener's friend. And you did get people... And there were calls amongst, it was very silly. The, the, the music was daft. The callers were silly. It was all, but there were moments in that show where people really opened up to him oh, in yes. a way where you went, oh, this is unlike anything else yeah. you'll hear. And I think people forget that that sort of radio show and radio station that is sort of at the heart of it, really. It is. It is. It's so important. Yeah. So but that... local radio quizzes, I mean, so hold your plums on uh, Radio <laughs> Mersey. <Yeah. laughs> That's a legendary uh, What's the format quiz. of that? It, there, nobody knew. There was. Oh, there, it was just sil- silliness and fun. Yeah. And you kind of... You took that silliness and fun yes. from Wales with you yeah. <laughs> and brought it to well, I, uh, your next in, sort of adventure. Well, I went from Radio Wales. I then went to um, a local radio station in Cardiff that was a commercial radio station where we could do what we wanted. Oh. They set up um, uh, a version of XFM in South Wales, called XFM South Wales. Um, it lasted six months and one day. That's, a, <laughs> that's by the by. <laughs> but that really felt like... Having come from the BBC where we weren't allowed to do competitions and all this, suddenly you could do everything. Yeah. And also, it being commercial radio, people would send you stuff. And so there was a prize cupboard that you were just constantly giving stuff away. Mm. And so there, that was when I think I first had to come up with, right, we need quizzes that are proper questions, but they've got to be stupid quizzes. And I worked with two guys called Rupe and Tom, who were a double act. They were the presenters. They had some fantastic... My favourite one was called Faster Mind where we got a caller on air and there were questions and we'd pre-recorded all the questions and each one got 10% faster. (laughs) (laughs) That's so good. The first question was just a normal question and then they got quicker and quicker and quicker until the point where they can't be heard. (laughs) The problem with it was that as a format is that once they become too quick to hear, you can't answer that. You can't even give a joke answer. Yeah. And we didn't carry but there's obviously nothing to play with. So then we realised if you make all the questions true and false, even when they're too fast to hear, someone can yes. still get 100%. <laughs> and that then added this level of complete guesswork to the back end of the quiz. Nice. So that was lovely. I really enjoyed that. We also had another one called Male Voice Crier, which was a clip of them. <laughs> This is all the Rupert Tom, to be fair to them, but I, I just had to facilitate this nonsense. It was um, a clip of a man crying from a film. 
and people had to identify that. Yes, please. Yeah. And that worked with a rollover thing, so the prize ju- yeah. just got bigger and bigger and bigger. Yes. Yeah, that was... the absolute impossibility of mystery voice quizzes is something that I love when they've gone for like you've had everyone from dame judy dench to brian blessed and you're still i I won the mystery voice on johnny walker's show did you yeah do you remember what the voice was it was paul whitehouse but he was he was doing his posh oh that's sneaky he's doing a voice but you could tell it was from the tone of the voice i mean i'm 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 quite hot on my mass singer working just off the voice i can Mm. tell i can rule people out quite quickly it's the same skill, like, I've no, never no, thought. No, no. She's got, like, perfect pitch for voices. Yeah. <laughs> but actually, a, a thing, having been the person who answers the calls and goes, like, yep, you'll be on a ten past nine tomorrow, they all think they've got it right. Oh, yeah. Every single yeah. time. They always think. That's, I mean, that seemed to be a skill for the person who was on with me. Yeah. I, the, nothing was given away. Mm. Yeah. So who do you think it is, Paul White? Okay, great. Yeah. Oh, well, oh, yeah, it might be Spending right. the money yeah. in it. Yeah. What did you win? What was the prize? Um, I won a radio, a DAB oh, nice. radio. In the Very kind of early that's... days when they, when they were first when coming out. When there would out. be quite a lot of money. Yeah, it was quite a, good, quite a good one. It hadn't rolled on for very long, though. And I was the second caller. Oh, you're right. So yeah. I, was, I was crossing my fingers that the person ahead of me didn't get it. <laughs> they just gave me a brand new voice. Not a clue, friend. Not yeah. a clue. I would have thought... I don't think it's against BBC rules, but if you've got two callers on to guess and you know what they're going to say, put the one who's oh, going to get yeah. it wrong first. Yeah. Let's, let's build a little bit of tension. That's, that's, that's ingrained in me now. That's, that's acceptable that's manipulation. Because, <laughs> yes. you know, unaccept- I mean, when I used to work in quizzes on the telly, I, you know, I can. I, can I say this now? Will I be retrospectively prosecuted? I think, think statute of limitations were, probably passed. Probably, I'm so old. I'm so old now. But they were definitely. I. I never did this, but you definitely knew that some people went. Oh, phone in today. You know, if you want to win this thing, then just phone in to Ooh. the quiz yeah. and the answers, whatever. Oh, that, really? Yeah, if you want. So they were right. There was a story going round that um, a presenter of one of those quizzes. With, you know, on a on a big daytime show, say, mm. said, what you want to do is you want to ring in on a Friday morning for the daily competition because on a Friday everyone's ringing in for the weekly competition, oh. so nobody ring. So they were like, that we, we know that fewer people ring in oh. that day and telling the mates. So some of their mates would actually, yeah, inside oh, or the mates' mums, yeah, <laughs> might win the prize. It's not it's mildly unethical. Yeah, see, this is why I do prefer the kind of quizzing that you went on to do, where the points don't matter. The points don't matter at all. Yes, I love that. So news quiz and stuff like that, which I yeah. think is probably one of the first places that, that I ever encountered you. Yes, so I did. Actually, I think the first place you might have met might have been at Radio Wales because you did Rod Gilbert's panel show. Just a minute. Yes, I did. So I produced Aww. the second series of that, Lovely. the one we recorded in the Glee. Yes. And that was, those were wildly chaotic. They yeah. still appear on Four Extra sometimes. I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't know what contract you all signed, but apparently the BBC can play that forever. Oh, that's every contract I've ever signed is basically they own you in perpetuity. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But that, I, we did that. And that was actually the first panel show I did where. It was audience and... But what was odd about that one, actually, as we get onto it, is that um, people really cared about the points on that quiz. As they, in contestants as or audience? As contestants. Oh, there really? were just enough real questions peppered oh, through yeah. that that people used to get quite tetchy about mm. whether they got the answers right or not. And yeah. Rod had to sort of slam <laughs> the table a bit because it was that was a silly quiz, but with real questions quite a lot of the time. But when you get to the news quiz, so I did the news quiz on Radio 4 as a writer. In 2009, I moved to London to work as a full-time comedy writer. And there's a job in the BBC, which is the in-house writer, two people every year, and you work across all the radio comedy shows that need a writer Mm. that someone can just be drafted into. And they're always brilliant. Like, these are always people that you go, oh my God, you're genius. It's a bit of a baptism of fire, though. Mm -hmm. I think they sort of throw you in at the deep end and they're like, right... 60 jokes about this please and then so I think there's a bit of a sink or swim thing to it I think you just get thrown into it and by the end I think by the end of the year it's you're like a sort of military trained joke writer <laughs> yeah 
I think by the end of the year, you're quite an annoying person, <laughs> fundamentally, because you can't look at anything without trying to think of a joke. Yeah, but, uh, that fern in the corner, fern, yeah. fern, 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 cotton, fern, yeah. But um, I did it in the same year as John Luke Roberts, so we worked together on the News Quiz and the Now Show, and the News Quiz is the one that is, obviously, it's yeah. a quiz, and there's questions, and it's a, it is interesting that you're making a quiz that you don't want anyone to get the answer right yeah. away mm. and you'll know this because you've done it loads yeah well so i've seen it from the panelists yeah. side, but from the other side how do you work out how to phrase things and how to make it work so the news quiz there used to be 12 questions when i worked on it in the sandy toxic years there were 12 questions you have to pretend that the news is 12 questions or that none of those things are related. <laughs> yes. Whereas in the Now Show, you have to pretend that all the news is linked. Yes. So the Now Show will always be, Steve Punt will start, because it's much more stand-up and much more mm-hmm. a sort of a drifting monologue. It'll be like, ah, the news this week is very much about society. <laughs> and then you have to sort of try and find... With the news quiz, you've got to try and find 12 things that mean that the stories don't touch. Mm. And phrase the questions in such a way that people won't accidentally drift into a question that you've got later on. So you have to slightly engineer the questions. And if there's something where you go, ah, this is a bit too you have to kind of go, well, and this is what Sandy talked about. And actually every host of the news has been very good at doing is kind of going, well, I will try and get them onto this story at this point so that they don't uh, think it's coming later or Mm -hmm. that sort of thing. Because it's the news. You know what's coming up in the week, but you don't know when you're going to be asked. Yeah, I know. That's what people always say, oh, do you know, do you, do you get given the questions in advance? And you're like, well, it's the news, isn't it, really? Yeah. I mean, that's the... You've been given them all week. That's yeah. it. <laughs> what, but I th- there, are, there were only a couple of times where the questions on the news quiz are always in the form of a little... They're always a little pun, almost, or they used to be. That Very, very rarely someone would start with the wrong answer. Mm. They'd normally go like, oh, this is... And they know what they're meant yes. to be doing. But sometimes they would try and... Go and it's a bit like, and I, I can only remember two occasions where Sandy went, "No, <laughs> Just like, not sl- that." Slam that down. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. With Sandy particularly, yeah, she sort of was very sort of graceful about kind of guiding you where you needed to go most of the time. But did you ever have people who did come on and think this is a real news quiz and I need to be right rather than funny? (laughs) Right. I didn't, but when Sandy left the news quiz, they asked, because I do a lot with archive TV and radio, they said could you make a little compilation of her time on the news quiz? Mm-hmm. So I ended up going into the archive and getting loads of old news quiz. And I ended up, more for my own amusement, going, let's get some pre-Sandy ones. And <laughs> there's one on YouTube. You can YouTube the news quiz. I think there's an episode from 1982. It's a quiz about the news. And it's mm-hmm. so weird to hear where they go, what happened in the Falklands this week? And they go, well, there was an incident. <laughs> and they go, two points. And... <laughs> That happens 
three times, and then they ask Alan Corran, and then Alan Corran tells an anecdote yeah, about nice. something that happened in the 40s. <laughs> and it's weird because it, if you listen to old episodes of the news quiz, it sounds like three people doing a quiz about the news and a man from the future. <laughs> like it sounds, yes. He's playing the news quiz today. Yes, yes. Yeah. And everyone else is very much carrying on doing quiz about the news. But I remember though I was on it once with Peter Oborn and it was very much the opposite of that. Well, there yeah. were three people doing the news quiz and him getting very angry about the fact that we were all being silly. You're just being silly. Do you know what? I think I think there may have been someone and it wasn't an episode I worked on, but someone told me about it and I heard it. I think there was an American guest on who didn't under because panel games aren't an American thing, really. Yes. They don't no. really do and I think they were a bit like so what's this? And actually, I went to a talk. Um, a writer, one of the writers on The Simpsons came and gave a talk at the BBC once. And I was in the audience and he was talking about how they make Simpsons and all these other shows. And somebody said, what do you think of British comedy programmes? And he went, oh, I really like your sitcoms, but these, like, shows where you're all behind a desk and then you're mean to each other? <laughs> British, yes. that's, that's like half of our television. Yeah. Yeah, that's... yeah, what would only be seen on a roast in America is the standard <laughs> tea so. time fair here, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I suppose so. So, yeah, so that was... Um, so I did the news quiz then. And then that year, because you're in the office, there would be a bang on the door and someone would go, we've got a pilot about um, f- films for Radio 2. <laughs> and so I remember a lot of time Luke and I practicing rounds for panel yeah. shows that would never make it to air mm. practicing rounds ones that, that they would did work. Yeah. yeah there was um there was a show that year i really like called i guess that's why they call it the news mm-hmm. um made by james sherwood i've all day in anticipation of your arrival been singing i guess that's why they call it the blues just because i was because of, looking at yeah, that and no no everybody else in this entire building <laughs> yes <laughs> but me, my joke. esteemed husband was on i guess it was he was excellent he was excellent i'm glad you say i thought it was a good idea fred mccauley presented it and it was a way to do a quiz about the news in silly season so the topic was this is in the news and then the round would just be utterly ludicrous mm-hmm. but it was quite a nice way to just go there ah, we're still doing quizzes. Yeah. It's just the fact there's no parliament to talk about, that sort of mm. thing. That sounds like a blessed relief. Yeah, I mean, there exactly. is a bit of a gap in the market now because Mock the Week has gone. Yeah. Yes. But, you know, maybe we should come up with a new topical... A new topical uh, show. Mm. Well, I, I ended up working on one for Radio Wales then. After I did that year, I produced a show for Radio Wales, which had already done one series. I did series two, three, four called What's the Story?, which was a little bit mm. news quizzy. Mm-hmm. But what was odd about that was, in that way of like how you devise a show, because it was Radio Wales and it was similar slot, half hour tea time slot, they'd kind of gone, yeah, the quiz about the news, but can you make at least half the news Welsh? Uh-huh, yeah. And that's sometimes quite hard because the interesting bit of the news might be happening in the UK and so the Welsh bit of the news would be quite... Yeah, difficult yeah, yeah. to You're trying to reach. For yeah, that. so there was a lot of stuff. Well, you know, breaking the news on yes. Radio Scotland. Mm. Yes. that's been massively successful. Yeah, but I think there is a bit of a. Is it snobbery or like you know you go there can be formats that are amazingly successful on radio and it's really hard to break them through, especially I suppose if it's you know a national station but not Radio Four. Yes, I I, I think. Something like, so it was What's the Story I Worked On? They've just started one on Radio Wales now called What Just Happened. Yeah. Presented by Robin Morgan. Yeah. And I think there's uh, these, I suppose it depends if you're interested in the news from that part of the country. Mm. The format would port, I'm absolutely Mm. certain. But Mm -hmm. yeah, I I suppose those sort of formats, they're there to try and shine a light on the news that isn't getting looked at by the UK media. Yeah. So when we did What's the Story, the trick was we had lots of rounds which were very like missing word round and that sort of thing or guess whatever this is that were very quick. Here's a question, get an answer. They, we tended to use the UK news on those. You could like burn through it. And then the ones where we could just sit and chat for ages that would be something that might even be only like three lines in the welsh news but we go oh we can spin this out yeah so i was looking ahead of this i'm going to find some of the old scripts and find like a question now where was it that one of, one of the questions was 
Well, this was the story that I thought, well, this is quite funny because this is the second biggest story we covered one week was the proposed sculpture of a 147-foot-high dragon straddling a glass tower on the outskirts of Wrexham. And that story, we were like, yeah, that's going to be the second biggest thing we cover this week. That was nothing in the news that week. That was absolutely tiny. Well, this was before Wrexham was internationally famous as well, This was the thing. I looked at the question that we set people off the back of this, and it was... Because the guy who'd had this idea was like, oh, this will bring work and jobs and fame to Wrexham. And the question of the panel was, how would you bring more people and jobs to Wrexham? And I'm sitting there reading this now, going... I think we've worked it out. Yeah, it took this. a while. It but took they got a there. while. Yeah, a huge glass Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. That's something that's going to happen. Yeah, yeah, I think it should. All oh, this talking of questions has got me hungry. <gasps> hungry. <for quiz. laughs> So I've very much enjoyed hearing your questions from days of your. Yes. Uh, do you have any more I of do. those? I do. So before coming here. I plugged in an ancient hard drive oh. and found questions. Sounds from- dodgy. <laughs> <laughs> and what you found on there is... <laughs> so I did this, I, I produced this show called What's the Story for Radio Wales mm-hmm. and it went out. So the last series I did was June 2011. Ah. And I thought, I'm going to ask you some questions from the news. Not just the news, the Welsh news in June 2011. <laughs> you know, I, just, I had two children under two, so I had no idea what was you going on anywhere going in the on. world. But oh. uh, I'll do my best. Well, the first, what I've, I've sorted them into questions that are about... these. This, this one's very 2011. What boosts British wine sales? <laughs> so this was from a round where we used to discuss... You know, there's always surveys. Mm, yes. we'd, all, we'd, we'd do a round that just let us mop up all the surveys. Yes, so this was the what boosts British wine sales. Was it a particularly hot summer? A hot summer boosts wine it, sales? That's not the reason. Oh, uh, British wine sales. Yeah. Oh, French wines hatred of the banned. French. <laughs> it's not a hatred of the French. Because <laughs> <laughs> that would have been the beginnings of UKIP. Anyway, no, yeah. it's not that. Uh, Patriotically, we're going to drink the, some inferior wine. Patriotic oh, is the, the way to think. Oh, no. It was coming up. But there was a football thing, probably. No, oh, it's the that. royal wedding. <gasps> Who oh, was people that? were buying British. Was that William. Meghan and Harry, that one? William and Kate. William and Kate. Wow. Yeah. This is how far back we're going. Cool. Blimey, I wow. don't even know. £166 million pounds lost due to what? Uh, sofa cushions. <laughs> <laughs> oh, £166 million pounds. 2011. I think um, this is hard, but as well, it struck me as a really 2011 so answer. But it, was it hangovers after the Royal Wedding? <laughs> <laughs> Was it David Cameron? No, oh. it's not. It was, we were a year into the administration, yeah. weren't we? What else happened in 2010, 2011? I moved so house. It's not the fact it you moved house. I mean, you do, <laughs> it does cost a uh, lot yeah. of money. It's very stressful. <laughs> this is hard. I'll give you this one. because So that is how much was lost in productivity due to the Google Doodle <gasps> being a guitar. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! For Les Paul's birthday, they put a guitar as the Google Doodle, and you could play along. Yeah. And because all visitors spent, on average, twenty-six more seconds than normal on the site, wow. they reckon it led to a one hundred sixty-six million pound loss of <gasps> British productivity. That's Naughty brilliant, Google. isn't it? Funny. And this—that's the worst thing Google's ever done. <laughs> Don't be evil, they said. Yeah. That was just the beginning. 11% of Britons believe what will be possible by 2020. <laughs> oh. Buying your own house? No, it wasn't. Yeah. No. Heat, turn on the heating? No. Um, space travel? Yes. Oh. It, it is. Holidaying on the moon will be possible oh. by 2020. Oh. But, I mean, t- space tourism, is, you know, I mean, actually... I think it's the specificity of 2020 bothers me because yes. in 2020 I couldn't go home to Wales in 2020, let alone the moon. But we were all very optimistic about it. God, I'd briefly forgotten what happened in 2020. (laughs) Oh, you've taken us back to happier times. Yes, funny old thing, isn't it? Um, That's such, again, though, I could do that all night, just old topical questions. I'd love to have a night in that frame of mind. It's Mm. the strangest thing, though, to read topical stuff. Because very often I'll search my email for something 
and I'll find a news quiz question from 2015. Yeah. And it's like finding something from yeah. the Boer War. I'm just like, no, this makes no How sense. How innocent you were all. then. Yeah. <laughs> well, there was a time as well, I remember, like where every news quiz you did, it was how do we do Brexit? Oh. And, the, uh. you know, it's like that sort of where you just get stuck. And I mean, the pandemic, same, yes. same. You know, there's... That year, 2009, that uh, John Groberton and myself worked on every episode of the News Quiz and the Now Show, really, um, was the year of the expenses scandal. Ooh. And everybody went, oh, this must be great. And you're like, no, no, it's not, because it dragged on for months. Yeah. And it was the same story. It was just, oh, this week, it's a toilet roll holder. Yeah. And this week, it's some wooden beams yeah. on a... How, and you... It didn't. It wasn't interesting enough every week yeah. to bring well, it back. Well, even Donald Trump. I remember people used to say, oh, "It must be great being a topical comedian oh. with Donald." And it's like, no, but he's just—it's the same mad he's, shit all yeah. the time. He's doing it all for himself as well, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, he, he, he will top the joke every time. You felt like you were sort of feeding the fire yeah. sometimes, yeah. like, oh, can we just well, not do talk you think? I mean. Him? You know, it is a kind of interesting thing, isn't it? The way that Have I Got News for You is blamed for the rise of Boris. And I sometimes think with topical stuff, you just feel like, oh, God, you know, should you be treating it with more seriousness or should you be... Yeah, I spoke to someone um, who worked on a topical show and he'd done one and... He did it and he came out and he went, I don't know how you do this every week. I don't know how you manage to... This made me utterly miserable. Mm. Um, and I don't know how I managed to do it for as long as I did. But then I actually wonder if the news has got worse. I don't know. And I can, people I can are never more polarised. Yeah. And so if yes. you kind of attack one person, then you think, oh God, but they're not the worst. Mm. Yeah. You know what I mean? I can't decide if it's all if there's always been a sort of element of that, but it does feel. I think the fact that for a while there were just these big like Trump, this big behemoth of a thing mm. sitting there week after week mm. that did feel oddly hard to get your head around and yeah. um, approach in a different way. Yeah. yeah, I spoke to Nish Kumar about it once, and he said that what he liked about topical comedy is that it turns the news into a problem to be solved that week. Yeah. And I think that does appeal a bit that you yeah. go, okay, right, how am I how are we gonna do this? Yes. That does appeal. I I think I and I think, oddly, I have a maths degree. I have a maths background before I did this and I think there is a slight problem solving thing Definitely. about joke writing that I like. They yeah. like they are like little logic puzzles sometimes i know so. and th something slots into place suddenly and yeah. You're like, oh, yeah that works and also i think you're right that actually everyone's just trying to make sense of stuff and if you can help a That's, tiny bit yes the there's something in that maybe now i'd like to do a quiz on you okay if i may i haven't shown jenny this one so oh. would you care to uh i, I, I i'm quite partial to a you it does have a slightly welsh theme okay. it's to do with wales and to do with quizzing which is lovely i will name a welsh personality who is involved with a quiz show in some way and you have to tell me who they are okay so this personality was born in cardiff in 1978 and hosted a game show called holding out for a hero in 2011 um Oh. He has also hosted Sell Me the Answer, The 21st Question, and Quiz Mediant. Did you say he? I did um, give you a clue there. Oh, because I was, I was going to say Connie Fisher. She's great, and she has appeared on quiz shows. She has, hasn't she? But she's but not the not name I'm, I'm looking, looking for, of. but hello, Connie, if you listen. <laughs> 21st Question, I do know that one. Okay, I can give you some... with 21 Keys, which was a different one. That was Richard Bacon. Gethin Jones. It is That's Gethin Jones. That's what I was going to say, yeah, yes. Gethin. It was Gethin. Gethin. Uh, okay, so this next presenter uh, was actually born in Bedford... In 1960, but grew up in Prestatin. That's, that counts, I suppose. And was a presenter on a TV game show for 26 unbroken years. Carol Vorderman. That is yeah. the Carol Vorderman's Borders. Lovely work, lovely work there, okay. Born in Cardiff in 1943. Okay. I might just leave it there. Uh, yeah. Quiz show host, quiz show host, born in Cardiff in 1943. I'll help you with another clue if you need it, but I'm going to give you a bit of thinking time. Oh, Yes. It's John Humphreys. It is John Humphreys. <laughs> well done. Right. We're in the home straight now. 
Now, this is someone who was a contestant on Supermarket Sweep in 1993. <laughs> she, she was born in Newport in 1972, and her other presenting work has included CBBC, Top of the Pops, and Songs of Praise. Uh, Josie. No. Yes. Because yes. it's in the song Newport State of Mind. Josie Darby. Josie Darby. Very yes. good. <laughs> One point each. I there thought of go. every other Josie. I thought it was Josie Lawrence, Josie Long, and the other Josie. Finally, I've got one more for you. Born in 1965 in Glamorgan, this person first hosted a show called Invasion. Oh, Rob Brydon. Yes. Oh. Yeah. I spend a lot of time in the BBC archive. Have you seen Invasion? Yeah, I have <gasps> seen Invasion. There's a tiny clip on it that I found, but yeah. that's all I can find. It looks like it's, an, oh, it's wow. a game show where you invade Wales. Yeah, I've, I don't, <laughs> I've, Wonderful. It's I've like never risk. played Risk, but I think it's it like is. Risk. It's like Risk, yeah. You start a very localised Risk. There's it a is. clip of Rob Brydon explaining the rules. Are they too? They're too long. There's oh. too many rules. Well, imagine if you're trying to explain the rules of risk plus a general knowledge element. Plus, <laughs> I mean, you've got teams. if we could get a, a pass into the BBC archives just to watch. Yes. Yeah. Inexplicable quiz shows. Well, I tell you what. I'll find the little clip there is, and I'll pop it on our Twitter so it's, that people yes. can. But it's an absolute treat. Oh, and he was lovely. billed as uh, Rob Jones because that was before he became Rob Brydon. Oh. And has also, of course, presented Would I Lie To You since 2009 for BBC One. So he's all over the game in quiz shows oh, and the panel yes. shows. So uh, well done both. Excellent. Ooh, I think we did right on that. Yeah, yeah we got away with that. That was amazing. Well, what a joy and a delight to talk to you, Gary. Well, thank you very much for having me. And you have moved away from the world of quizzing now into podcasting. I have a podcast, yes. I present, that. I present a podcast with Essie Sears called The Zennial Dome. So a Zennial is someone born between 1977 and 1985. Mm-hmm. Me. You're a Zenia. You. <laughs> well, the podcast is four people born in that era, and we get guests on to talk about their formative years and what it was like to grow up with the internet. Because if you're a Zenial, you sort of grew up at the same time as the internet, mm. and then you graduate university, and then were almost immediately made redundant. That seems to be the. <laughs> <laughs> you basically. Yeah. We're shown the world like this could this could be brilliant. And then you got to the world of work, we're told it's all gone. Um, so yeah, so there's a show I present with us called the Zennial Dome. We have guests on and discuss. It's interesting, like the things that represent the Zennial experience, mm-hmm. and we ask people what would they put into the Zennial Dome as a <laughs> as a sort of museum piece. So we've had iPad, um, we had iPods, and we've had. Cassette players, and we've had Izzy oh. Sooty picked sweater shop jumpers. Oh, yes, yeah. please. And um, Jess Fosterkew picked spliffy jeans. Yes. And, it's, and then. Um, I was too old for all of these things. Yeah. But I, still, I still absolutely love it. Because yeah. I was a grown up, but you were a gr- I still. Like the iPod, I think, is one of the best things that we let slip away. Yeah, well, yeah. It, what. We must make a comeback soon. It was really interesting. When we've done some live shows, we've done some in McCantleth and some in the London Welsh Centre. And when we say who hears a Zennial, we get about half the audience cheer. And we go, who hears older? And we get a cheer that is the same or larger. So we think there's a lot of Gen X people who like to just feel a bit superior to us and now are listening in. Oh, yes, we remember that. Oh, you don't talk to me about... Yeah, no. And then also, I suppose, younger people, because, like, my kids are fascinated by... You, you know the stuff that came before them as well. So it's really interesting. We did we did Machantleth, um, and there was a lad in the front row who must have been about nineteen, and we were chatting about something, and somebody mentioned Topshop, and he whispered to his mum, "What's Topshop?" Oh. And Essex lost her mind. <laughs> <laughs> no. She absolutely lost her oh. mind. Things we yeah. have loved and lost. Yeah. Oh, well, that sounds amazing. So I will be listening. And, Thank you very uh, much. Patronising yep. you Gen Xers. I'm, I'm, uh, you uh, <laughs> Zennials. rather. I know, it's, it's, the geriatric millennial, which is the other term. Well, I know this thing. We yeah. called it Zennials because that's a much more polite term than geriatric. <laughs> no one's going on the geriatric millennial dome. <laughs> <laughs> well, I learnt a lot from Gareth. That's there. a different perspective on question writing. It is. It's the, it's the entire, entirely inside out. Yeah. The way that I would normally write a quiz question. You're trying to elicit wrong answers and funny answers rather yeah. than... No direct path to an obvious correct answer or joke. Yes. Yeah. It's... <laughs> pff, wow. 
that's that, that's that's hurt my little brain. I know, but very interesting and useful potentially for people who are trying to do something a bit different in their quizzing mm-hmm. and thinking, oh, maybe I'd like to get into writing for panel shows and that's given me some insight. Tell you what else is useful for people who are thinking about their quizzing. The Fingers on Buzzers book. <gasps> very oh, useful. Oh, what a smooth <laughs> old segue. And you will yeah. be able to get your hands on that very, very soon. Pre-order. Do to further episodes. Right now. Please do that. Please do that thing. Um, and we will be back next time with some more insights into quizzing. Another fabulous guest. Probably some more mention of the book. I'll be honest with you, that is yeah. going to be fairly heavily and featured. And we'll find out who Lucy's got a crush on from the world <laughs> of quiz. Still Ken Bruce. Yeah. Still the original and best. Yeah. I love him. Anyway, join us next time for another... Fingers on the buzzers. Fingers on Buzzers starred Lucy Porter and Jenny Ryan and was produced by Amanda Redman with music by Kevin McLeod and Justin Edwards. Email quiz at fingersonbuzzers.com and tweet at fingersbuzzers. Thanks for listening and don't forget to join us next time for more Fingers on Buzzers. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.